podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I danced on a Friday when the world turned black. It's hard to dance with the devil on your back. They buried my body, they thought I was gone. But I am the dance and the dance goes on. Dance, dance, wherever you may be. I am the lord of the dance, said he. And I lead you all wherever you may be. And I lead you all in the dance, said he. It's good to have the lord of the dance back. And now he's got a merino-shaped apprentice. It's the Day Trippers. After a week in which Emre Chan tried to talk scouts and discussed his own tonsorial magnificence, Mama Sacco got his paintbrush out and then Mario Balotelli took on a world champion kickboxer on a train. One could be forgiven for losing focus on the real news of the week, progress in the FA Cup, as Liverpool were too classy for Alain Part de and his pack of palace divers. Now as Timmy Tactics dons his new Villa Gilet, Brendan Rodgers' red men join him in the last day of the famous old competition. And the prospect of silverware beckons on two fronts. On Thursday, Liverpool play Besiktas in the knockout stages of the Europa League with a very appealing prize of Champions League football, a delightful accompaniment to that trophy. I'm Trev Downey and to look back at Saturday's win and preview the Europa League match as well as the crucial fixture against Southampton on Sunday, I'm joined by Stephen Daly, Andy Young and Phil Casey with Jim Boardman making a tripper debut. Right, well look, after all the heated exchanges that some people had about the relative merits of the FA Cup as a trophy, Liverpool simply went out and won and the manager selected a strong side featuring an unchanged defence. So let's start at the back this week. Um, with the continually improving Simon Mignolet, um, is his good form going to result in the club not buying a new keeper in the summer, we wonder? That would be quite a Liverpool thing to do. Um, he's made a lot of interesting comments lately, been a lot of interesting things on him in the, in the newspapers and that. So, Jim, we might start with you and, and your take on, on Mignolet and his, his uh, upswing in, in, in form lately. I was, I was made up with him. I thought he was um, like, a, a, like a goalkeeper possessed. He was determined to, to bury all the bad stuff that had gone on a couple of months ago. And I mean, if you didn't know differently, you think he had a twin brother and someone had swapped them at some point because this, this was a different keeper on Saturday to what we saw before Christmas. He was full of confidence. And, and the good thing is that confidence from him is, is spreading throughout the team. It's, it's what we need. We need someone at the back who's confident that can 
can help the defence to be confident and I think they're feeding off each other. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't know, I, I assume you, you've seen the various bits and pieces and he was kind of attributing his new mindset to a chat he had with his missus where it's just basically she said you're overthinking it and then he had the same thing reiterated to him in the training ground and he does look like a guy I know we, we've got a controversial theory here amongst the lads they think it's basically every time he's gone for the ball he's saying fuck you to Brendan but you know the, 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 you know, he does seem to have had a complete mindset like you say it's a completely different fella yeah he's just it is he's just different he's just, he's just I think he's realised as well that this might be if he if he can't make it at Liverpool, he's gonna he's not gonna get to a bigger club, is he? He's, this this could be his last chance to be in the big time. If he wants to be, you know, if he wants to get work his way into being first choice for Belgium one day and things like that, this is his chance to do it. This is his time to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it, it's helped him that he's had a, a fairly solid back three in front of him, and I think you know he's held the back three that he's been quite solid since that's really got you know really got going. Um, I'm not sure what happens in the summer, whether we still look for somebody else. I suppose what you do is you see what happens between now and the end of the season, whether he has any more wobbles. And maybe, not just that, every every goalkeeper has a wobble now and again. It's how he reacts to them. So, this overthinking it thing, if he's overthinking it after he's had a wobble, then he's, he's going to struggle again, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's... that's yeah. Andy, there's been a lot of criticism, you know, um, Grobler and a lot of high-profile people coming out and digging him out. Um, we had the stupid uh, Gary Neville criticisms of his of his position and mm-hmm. all that, and Sky making a bit of a show of him. Um, he doesn't seem like the type of guy who's going to come out and, and start pointing fingers and going, oh, you know, shut you up. But he does seem to have taken on something, um, whatever it is. Would you think it's as simple as what he's saying that he's had a mindset changer? Do you buy into what we were saying last week that it's more kind of anger? Yeah, I, I think like. Going back a few months, it was it was a very difficult place to be in that Liverpool starting eleven, mm-hmm. and when you had players coming in off the bench or that being in the squad that were getting chances, it was just it was very difficult to make an impact, and it was just an all round bad place to be. Mm-hmm. Then he got his little bit of rehabilitation, sitting on the bench. He's dropped to Brad Jones. You know, he must have been thinking, "What's gone wrong here? Yeah. What's gone wrong?" Like I felt like I've come to one of the biggest clubs in the world, and now it's all over for me. It looks like it's all over for me because a lot of us felt that I keep him when he came in in January I'm sure he was thinking the same and now he's back in and Liverpool are playing well and everything's everything's happening so let's just see the next time a difficult period happens but I mean I, I think it's it's an easy thing to be playing in at the moment mm. so there's a lot of pressure off and there's not as many fingers being pointed and he's benefiting hugely from it Yeah. so whether it's a big character change or just simple as saying fuck it let's you know, I've nothing to lose here now. Who knows? But let's see what happens the next time he's wearing a hold, you know. Yeah. I'd still be replacing him quick smart in, in uh, the summer or at the very least, like, keeping him as a backup goalkeeper. Yeah, well, that's kind of where I wanted to go next. It does seem, Steve, a bit mealy made to be criticising and talking about shunting the guy out after he's been so good lately. But, um... It, it's something we're going to have to address. Like, it seemed quite negligent that they didn't get someone in January and now, you know, <coughs> it's going to be summer soon is a new keeper a must for you? Yeah, I, I, I don't think um, it has to be a guaranteed first choice keeper, but I think it, we need competition. We've needed that all along. Mm-hmm. And I think we we spoke in here before about the fact that Brad Jones, for a club of our size and where we're trying to push to be, Brad Jones should not be yeah. our backup goalkeeper. You know, and, and we spoke about Valdez, whatever else. Um, 
in terms of Mignolet and his form and stuff like that, he seems to me like a fellow who's in the last six months of, of his contract. You know, it's that same sort of mindset. It's a, fuck it, what, what's the worst that can happen? I'm gone out here in the summer or... Mm. You know, uh, and and maybe that's taken a little bit of the pressure off him. Mm. You know, because and and we're talking about uh, Andy was saying about the Liverpool team being an easy one to play in at the minute. But I think a lot of what's happened with the defence is down to them having a renewed confidence in their goalkeeper behind them. He, you know, they now feel he's going to come out eight, ten, twelve yards and and go and claim that ball or at least attack it. Whereas beforehand he was rooted to his line, so they had to be on the six-yard box. Yeah. You know what I mean? In order to go and actually for them to be able to attack a ball, I think that makes a, a big difference as well. But so you reckon it's, it's kind of like the uh, the opposite side to what Jim was saying? It's basically both sides influence. I think yeah, I think it's both. I, th- I think each side is 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 helping the other side. Yeah. I think it's it's you can't have one without the other in a sense. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, I, I definitely think uh, another goalkeeper is needed in the summer though, without question. Well, but it always, it always has been. Whether he had that drop in form. We still should have been buying a quality goalkeeper for Jones summer. anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But this whole thing of coming for balls, this is going <coughs> to happen progressively. Like it hasn't just happened overnight. As soon as you got back into the team, no. So it's it ties in with the defense being so good as well. Like yeah. you know, he's confidence in them, and like you say they have confidence in him. So and he has to build up the confidence in yeah. himself. Yeah, you know he, what I mean. Like, like he, he was dodgy when he came back into the oh, team. Yeah, when he, he wasn't coming over, and he was missing uh, balls. Now still has the odd little. Yeah, you know, skip a heartbeat moments where, especially with his kicking. But even his kicking has approved. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if it helps him having three centre backs to choose from when it's a bit of back passing going on. Of course. Well. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. massive. I reckon, Jim. Yeah, I reckon that is massive. Um, Phil, do you want to have a last word on this? No, I just want to praise him for his performance at the weekend. The, mm-hmm. That save that he pulls off just before half time. Listen, that that, yeah. that that's the match winner there. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. You, you, that Dwight Gale thing is is, is true on goal again. <sighs> Fucking hate that oh. Dwight Gale thing. Yeah, look, 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 he's seriously. a horrible creature. Isn't he? <laughs> he's just Fucking horrible, horrendous little bastard. <laughs> like the, the, the goal. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't read the agenda for a shame. But mm. <laughs> I don't know if, mm. if their celebration that wound me up something something awful. I said I wanted to kick the Johnson. Yeah, that ah. did me head in. I don't mind that. It's just seeing it his was head. him. It was him. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. him and Fraser Campbell. Yeah, the oh. under duck dancer. Just he, that that did me, and it was him. Yeah, and then when it was going through, and when, oh. when Mignolet makes the save because that fucker also had that game against us last year in the tree all in the tree all. Oh, he right? was, so yeah. like, two games last year. I hate Dwight Gale. I yeah. hate him. I hate him with a passion. Right, so he's yeah. decent yeah. little player though, but hate him. Yeah, I hate him. Right, as well. so you know when when he makes that save, that's that's a huge moment. Mm. Like uh, I, I don't really care about the diving thing. I know people going on about Gale and his diving, but look, getting back to Mignolet, great saves. As Andy said, he's coming for everything. And I go back to the roots of this upturn in form. Is he? The game he played against Real Madrid, where he he seemed to throw off his own mental shackles and play really well that night, and I think he got dropped quite quickly after that game. You know, that was that was the sign that of what he could do. Our problem was could he do that consistently over a run of games? And what he seems to, as, as he is playing like a player that's that's either playing for a contract or or you know just feels like well, look, no matter what I do from here on in, if I give it my best and not really not really care and just just throw throw everything to the wind. And just go out and play as high and as well as I possibly can. Maybe, maybe I'll change people's minds and I'll be able to nail down the spot. So instead of going out to sign a force team keeper, they might go out and sign a quality backup. Yeah. Will it, yeah. That will leave me with a still a realistic chance of holding the number one jersey. Yeah. And I said it last week, that's what you want. 
Yeah. That's what you want. Like I would rather I want to see Mignolet in this confidence, in this run of form, because we need that. We need that on mm-hmm. the, with the amount of games we have to win between now and the end of the season if we want to make top four. We need our goalkeeper in the best possible run of form that we can possibly have. We can't afford slip ups. We can't afford mistakes. And when he's coming and winning things, like I'm just so glad to see him. He, he's he's gone back to what he used to do at Sunderland, where he's he stopped trying to catch most of the crosses. He's just coming and punching everything. Mm-hmm. And to his credit, he's punching nearly everything. And if he's gonna once he's clearing the 18 yard box because we have enough defenders around they're able to get around and, and clear the ball it, it is chicken and egg it's, it's like you put a, a, a reasonably good three centre backs in front of him he feels more confident to be able to do things and, and, and come and clear it the defenders themselves are playing better and they seem to be pit, mopping up the, the second balls and the second chances that are falling that's all you want Mm. Like that's it's not rocket science. It's just it's just it's just good football, you know. I remember all all the calls for defensive coaches and everything that went on before the you know before Christmas. And I remember the the, my my taking was there's no point in just putting somebody in as a defensive coach if the manager doesn't want a defensive coach. There's no point in putting a fella in just superimposing a fella in because it may not work with the style. And and to Roger's credit, I look you know I've criticised him quite a lot, but to his credit, he's figured out a system that's worked defensively for him, and that was all we could ask for. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and I thought I actually thought the weekend was probably one of our weaker defensive displays that we've shown since he's gone to three at the back. Um, but you know we got the win, and and that's all that matters. It, it's it's not a league win, but it's a win, and it keeps the run that we're on going. Yeah, um, Jim, you you were, you flagged up the idea of the defence being a, a considerable help to him, and. There was a lot of talk, I think, in advance of that match that Lovren might come in, um, but Brendan chose to, to leave the unit intact, as it were. Um, and the match turned out to be a bit of a, a triumph for Sacco, who who had a few wobbles and had a lot of criticism in the previous match. Um, not sure where, where you would stand on Skirtle's performance and Chana in a very, very impressive game. Um, talk to me about that unit and uh, the wisdom of keeping them together in that game at the weekend. Well, I think in years gone by, when you used to have two centre-backs, when you had a back four, the, the two positions you didn't really want to change, even when you were rotating, was, was your centre-back. So when you're playing three at the back, I think really you need to keep the three of them intact as much as you can. And because they're doing so well, you know, it would be a shame to, to break them up, even though there's that temptation to stick Chan further forward, to get him into midfield, especially with the plays we've got missing. Yeah. Um, at the same time as that, you've still got that worry about Lovren because... You know, he wasn't looking good earlier on in the season and you don't want to bring him in and, and risk things. But I think the, the way that it's being done to kind of bring Lovren on late is not probably a bad idea. Um, he's not got to, you know, he's not got to deal with the whole game. He's got a chance to see what's going on. And, you know, overall, though, I think I still think our, our first choice back three, if we're going to stay with that, is, is the three that we're starting with all the time lately. Um, Skirtle, I was... I was disappointed with him in some ways, but then there were times when he did he did make a difference. He did look good, and I think again, every player has a day where they have a wobble, and I think that was his day for the wobble. Um, Jam's the one player we've not seen have a wobble yet, really. And um, I think what we've got to watch with him really is that we don't put too many expectations on him because he's still only a young player. He's still settling in as good as he looks, and we don't want to kind of. You know, build him up too much. It's far too late for that, Jim, isn't it? It's far too late for that. That's probably that's yeah. the case, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we're all getting carried away. Yeah. Um, but then again, saying that, he's, he's, he's living up to it. So, so you know, um, let's enjoy it while we can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Andy, there's a, a, I mean, quite a lot of people talking to us about Sacco, particularly. I'd like to look at his performance because. He had gotten a lot of criticism in the last match um, with people like uh, John there talking about how, you know, on the back of that match, Sacco has the presence to be captain of the club eventually. Um, 
what was your take on him on the day? Um, yeah, I mean, like, not not superb, not not, superb. not terrible. Okay, you know, just a just a decent soccer performance. Um, no, I mean, just very little to complain about. And it's it's the thing with Sacco with them all. Like it's just such a you know, with Sacco we're always looking for people some people are just so amazed by him. Yeah. That, well like, I asked you, you specifically because you're, you're, you're not. No, I'm not. And yeah. but then like I'm I'm convinced by him though. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. convinced he's the best centre back at the club. Okay. But that's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm liking his trade at the back thing because I don't think we can play it. We don't have a competent pairing mm-hmm. to play two centre backs and then with full backs. We don't have it. There's probably no one across the back four who's ca- who's ca- fully competent in the back four. Yeah. So the way it's working out is is perfect at the moment. So uh, yeah, with Sacco, like yeah, he's he, I'm convinced by him, and I think he's a long future. And he, he, he kind of the, the thing at the end with the with the crowd the and all, like I mean, again, I love that, you know. And, yeah. um, it was ter- it was terrible to feel that he was nearly going out of the club in January where we felt like possibly um, but now he, he seems like he's feeling a little bit more at home mm. but then he wouldn't know these French fellas either <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. I'm not sure where you're going <laughs> so I'll move it to the other Steve uh, Steve thanks for the xenophobia there Andy <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk to me a little bit about Taco and, and, and the rest of the defence if you want yeah look uh, I, I'm actually with Andy I didn't think he had an amazing performance mm-hmm. I didn't think he did anything wrong I think he just had a, a 7 out of 10 game you know yeah. I think that was mm. that was it and and the same with uh you know, like, like everybody, Andy was saying there. You know, you're going to have the people who are trying to find the absolute magnificence in in what he's done, and other people trying to find every little time he took an extra half second on the ball to slate him for it. Yeah. Um, not many people are doing that with Chan at the minute because you know he's he's playing so well. But I still would like to see him out of that back three as well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and especially for not maybe the Besiktas game, but definitely for the Southampton game. So we'll the, come on, we'll that come means on to that. reintroducing of Lover. Yeah, yeah, and I'm okay with that. I, I wanted I wanted that. I wanted that to happen at the weekend. Yeah, you know, I was actually, shocked that it didn't. Was well, it? I talked yeah. about I talked about them doing it for the for the Spurs game in mm. the in the pod we lost. And yeah. <laughs> um, so no one will ever know that actually exists. But, uh, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I, I that it's probably um, it's probably maybe best <laughs> that it didn't happen. But but the truth is that I don't see anything in Joe Allen to to make me confident that he's in the right position at the moment. So mm. you know the difference that Emery Chan can make every time he comes into that. Role is is phenomenal, and that means Lovren slotting into that back three. And and Jim Jim touched on it there. The way they've actually tried to introduce Lovren for half an hour a game, twenty five minutes, whatever it is, just to get him in, get his nerves settled, get him used to working in that system. I'm sure he's working in it every day of the week and you finishing know. the winner on the pitch as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but listen, I still don't think I, I think Lovren has taken a huge, a huge amount of flack for how shit we were in a back mm. four. Mm. And people now primarily because he was particularly shit in that. He back was, but Skirtle was fucking piss as well, and and yeah. and, and so were the fullbacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just a it was just a bad co- cohesive. Um, Phil's, Phil's just taking the lip off himself there, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was just it was just a bad unit. Um, yeah. And and I think he's well better than what people are giving him credit for. I think he will come in. I think he'll he'll get himself into a solid position in that back three, and we'll get to see Emery Chan in in, in the centre in of the, the park. Centre of Park. Uh, Phil, how, how quickly do you want to see that happen? I've, I've been, I'm in two minds on it. Yeah. Strange enough, I am, and I've been championing Emery Chan into the centre of the park for the, for the whole season. But you know, we, we've got a system and a defence that, that's working. 
um, and we can't afford any slip ups and you know sometimes you don't need to upset the apple cart you, like I know Steve said he wasn't that impressed with Jordan I thought Jordan had a, had a fine game on Saturday I thought he did an awful lot of really good things um, and it was back to the way Adam was playing at his best but you know, I, I for me, I thought the defence weren't great. And so I thought the first half they were they were pretty poor. Um, get coughed up too many chances to, to Crystal Palace. The goal was was a, was a classic pre-Christmas defensive mm. blunder. Mm. Um, and you know, from and Emery Chan had his worst game in defence for me since since he went in there. Like he he, he just seemed off the boil completely. Um, he wasn't tracking runners. He was doing all the things that you'd malign the other defenders for. Um, and you know, even even the even the, the save that Minulay makes it comes off the back that people aren't tracking Dwight Gale's run. They weren't they didn't seem to be able to pick him up at all. So we got away with it. And we got the result. Um, of the three, Sacco was 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 by far and away the best defender in the park. But he wasn't he wasn't the imperious Sacco that we saw against mm. West Ham. Let's say. But I think the thing about what what overall though the, the gesture Andy mentions like that's phenomenal. That's just brilliant stuff. You know mm. what I mean? Like that that links to players and even during the week you saw him out and he was working in the community and the paintbrush and the tombs in the air and he, yeah. he just has he's a he seems to have a magnificent magnificent dry witted face. Like do you know what I mean? Like he, he rarely smiles in the pictures, but you you're almost laughing because it's just like he has the most serious faces in the the most unserious situation. And it's just like I'd say he's a gas fucker to be around. The best thing yeah. about that whole video, do you see the video where he goes yeah. off there and it was it was where he started doing his Brendan impression <laughs> in the middle of it, you know, because the one of the guys said to him you know, um maybe paint left a bit, right a bit or whatever. And he goes <laughs> he goes, Yes boss, yes boss, like like you know, as if as if you know, as if he's <laughs> chatting to Brendan. Yeah, yeah. Which like I think you're dead right. I think he is a Character like yeah, you yeah, do yeah. need those, yeah. and I, I also I also noticed on the pitch, he you know he was very vocal. We we talk, we've talked about this about the, the lack of vocal presence on it, and you could you could see him screaming at the referee and everything mm. as as the, as the match was wearing on. So that's a great sign in terms of a player's development. You know, we were talking about the lack of voices and the whole, and he's st- he's obviously starting to feel more comfortable in that position. I was just going to say it's the sign of a player who feels comfortable in in his yeah. own starting eleven position. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he's he's now starting to put, put his personality onto the pitch, and that's a good thing. That's a, that's a very good thing for for, for, for what goes on. I thought Skirtle had his, had a, had a, had a, another Skirtle in Crystal Palace. Game, fucking harebrained moments mm. all over the shop, but you know that's what you get with Scarlett. Mm. Even as Jim says to it, you get it with all defenders. But he seems to like to do them in. in, in yeah. <laughs> down was it was a Just, just my, I'm trying to remember back because I didn't have a look back over the goals today. I didn't get a chance to. Was it not Chan who lost the runner for? He lost the runner for the for the goal. For the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Scarlett, yeah. Scarlett like if, if that was that, we have to we have to pick that up as well. You mm. know what I mean? If that was any other that's, defender, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. thought he, he had his worst. I, I yeah. thought he was better in the second. And half. I thought it was interesting when when Lovren did come on that he went to almost wing back. Dave will have heard us now just slate Chan and be smashing his <laughs> iPhone off, yeah. off the car now. How dare you? <laughs> like, we're all we're all Chan fans, right? We are. And Dave is um, probably feel are the biggest the fucking possibly is out there. So we listen to an awful lot. We'll do the rest of us of Chan being praised Have to. and then you get you know yeah <laughs> and then you get the odd person on Twitter or you know would it be one of your other mates that are talking about Chan and they're not that impressed with him and they pull out things like he gets skinned a lot he doesn't track a lot so is that the reason why he hasn't been trusted in the middle of the park is that the reason why or is it just a case where I don't see Brendan it. I, I, wants I, to just play I think it's it's as you said I think if if, if you don't particularly like a player then their their mistakes are magnified 
add in for night. That's like, the sack of thing. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd say, look, that's that's yeah. me with with Glenson. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time like, you're waiting for yeah. a mistake and you're picking up and you own owning and you see no. that's what that's that's what's after. No, but I mean, like, if you think think about it, if we're going to put him in the defensive midfield role to screen that defense. Um, it's not going to improve anything if he's going to be letting players drift past like Jared does or getting skinned like sometimes I've, he does give up a little bit if, once he's gone sometimes he gives oh, up a bit yeah, I know, you know that mentality from. where you have and, and we've seen when Mankillo played at the, the uh, right fall or right wing back or Moreno they get done and then they're back just as quick yeah, you don't I, see that front channel. I don't know whether it's. I know I have. I have seen it. it is. When he when he came in to the right hand side of that three, I I made the comment that he was getting skinned a bit by people, but by fuck he was doing his best to actually make it up. Mm. He, you know, fair enough. Skirtle was coming across to cover him, and he was getting back in behind Skirtle to try. Yeah, and but he was snuff there. Out the, but he was there, yeah. and and I don't think I don't think it's a case of him not being trusted. I think Rogers came across a, a setup with Lucas in that defensive midfield role yeah. and Chan in the right of that three that he thought, why would I change it now? Mm. Now yeah. that. Now that it's happened that Lucas is out yeah. and Jared's out, and his option is either Allen or move Chan in, and yeah. I don't think he had, I don't think he had the faith in Lovren to drop Lovren into that back three straight yeah. away. Well, and I, that personally, I think the time is now. It has to happen now that Jan moves into midfield and put Lovren back into the team. He's had enough time out of out of out of t- set up there, yeah. watching from the stands or watching from the bench, and then coming on playing. Uh, I'm training every day. It's very clear what Rogers is doing. It's just it's, it's not a case of. Where he does or he doesn't, it's when. Yeah, yeah. And and t- I think t- it has to absolutely has to happen. Chance a centre midfielder. Everything good he's done has been pretty much. You know, when talking about the good things he's done, the yeah. really good things, not just the average sort of hmm. f- slotted in and played. No, the, the, well, the good things is, he's done has all been from. Well, if you if you're watching the end of that game, he's driving that game. It's like yeah. it's like when you put yourself up at 99 on the Xbox or whatever and you're just running the show from right back yeah. that's yeah. what he was doing yeah. Yeah. he was pushing up and he was running that show look, let's talk about a guy who might be under, under a bit of pressure then um, <coughs> if he does move up um, for his place and that's Joe Allen Jim, talk to me about Joe Allen's uh, performance on the day, Phil earlier on there saying that he thought he was a bit back to, to himself, he seemed to take a while to play himself back into a bit of form there yeah, I think he's a player who needs a few games to get back into it. Um, when he first arrived, going back to Rogers' first season, he looked okay. He, looked, he did actually look good. And I think what we found then was that he, the, the kind of player he was built up to be, he couldn't be because Lucas got that injury and he ended up playing playing a deeper role on his own, which really wasn't really wasn't what he was brought in to do. Yeah. But, you know, it, he sort of went off the boil and he never really got as good as he was at the beginning. But I think... As good as he gets, and he's not your kind of, you probably wouldn't get into your first eleven. He's a good player to have in the squad, and I think he does need a run of games to get to his best. And I think, you know, I, I think Saturday was one of his best games in a while. He just, did, to me, I didn't really notice him do anything wrong. Um, he, he, he's got some big boots to fill. I mean, we've seen how much we've struggled to get anyone to play in that position. Steven Gerrard struggled to play in that position. Um, Lucas, even that, even though that's his best position, took a long time if you like, to get to the levels of fitness and confidence to play mm. in that position. So I think, I think it is a difficult position for us. We've never really found anyone who's, who's just right for it. And I think Alan, Alan did okay. Um, whether he's done enough to keep his place, or not, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, if Chan, if Chan does move up into that position, one of my worries would be, again, what we just mentioned then about him having the discipline. Um, because you can't help but feel that Chan wants to get up at the business end and get some goals. Which yeah, yeah he does. Which itself isn't a problem. As long as like the, the likes of Henderson are aware that that's going on, 
you know, and they get back and you know be ready to cover if needed. So, um, what happens a lot is, is how well you play as a team, um, and that's what was good about Saturday. So players like Alan benefit from when you're playing as a team. What did you think of of them as a two, Alan and Henderson? I think this. I think this. This time for that to get better. I think they can build up an understanding. Hmm. Um, I think they're both quite intelligent players as well. <laughs> I never thought I would have said about Henderson a couple of years ago, but I think you know they, they've got enthusiasm and, and intelligence between them, and and probably respect for each other as well. So um, again, I don't think it would be your first choice pairing at all. But when you're in a position where you're a couple of players down, I think I think it's it's, it's okay. It'll do the job and. If they play like they did on on Saturday, until you know they can keep that role until people get fit again. Yeah, um, stable. What about that um, from Jim? There, they'll, it'll do the job. Would you be happy enough to see Hendo and Allen as a two going forward for the next couple of matches? No, no not particularly. Not I, I think I think we might be in trouble against Southampton. Um, okay. They they line up quite similar or have done in the last while um, to to how um, to to how um, Liverpool did last season. And and that's my worry, you know, is that I think we may be overrun with Alan in the centre of the park there. Okay, so. I just I just don't think he gives. He's a vanilla player for me. I, I I can't I can't take him. Like Jim said, I was I was really hoping for the best from him when when he started out in that first season. But after six seven games of that first season, I I haven't seen anything in him to make mm. me think he's he's a player that can actually bring us forward. He's he is the level of Swansea. You know, he he'd be a D, he's John Joe Shelby. He's you know he's he's that level. Of, but you know what I mean? He's he's that level of player. He's 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 he's, he's you know. He's Scott Parker when he was at Spurs. He's 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 that player for me. He's just that that six and a half out of ten centre midfielder. That that in you know you have to have them in your squad. But here's the problem with having Allen in your squad. As the lads have said, he needs a few games to get up to any sort of decent level. If you're going to have squad fillers to to give your your first eleven a break, mm-hmm. they need to be players who can come in and nearly hit the ground running. And I don't think Allen does that. I think yeah. he needs two or three games. He, he looks rusty and looks out, out off the pace every time he comes into the side for a couple of games. Fair so enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Andy, a, a guy who used to get um, serious oh. abuse for a, a guy who used to get serious abuse for a couple of years. That was Jordan Henderson. Um, he's since been getting nothing but praise. But it's you could say over over recent weeks that maybe his game hasn't been just as wonderful as it can be. No, his game hasn't been great all season. Let's face it. Um, even with the team starting to perform a lot better over the last couple of months he hasn't really reached the levels that he did last season but then he's still cropping up like yeah. I mean that ball he played in for storage tremendous pass I yeah. mean that's that's in his locker mm. and he's still so young and I mean I, I'm just relished watching him next year like I think once Jared's gone that extra bit of responsibility but um, no, in terms of his performance at the moment, like look, the fella is titled to have average games, and that's pretty much what he has been. Mm. But um, still, still would never drop him. It probably doesn't you help know. him that he's so many different partners in there as well. Yeah, yeah. that's, you know, that's you have a very to take good point. In, you know, yeah. you're talking about centre half partnerships. Yeah. centre midfield. But the sure, same. I, I mean, like how difficult was it for him? One week he was playing right wing right back, wing and back. Next yeah. he's in the yeah. middle, and yeah. then he was before the forward. Then. Uh, playing with your as you say with the different partners like it's, it's virtually impossible like, yeah. you know like like uh, Jim was saying about the centre back partnership you never want to break it your centre midfield you don't really want to break either no if you can help it yeah, yeah absolutely you know and, and they're all very different anyone that comes <coughs> into the team be it Lucas Allen Gerard, like beside them they're totally totally different players mm-hmm. 
You and know? he's having to adapt his game to who's coming in beside him as well yeah, all the time. Yeah. Even if he is still in centre midfield. But I would like I would like to see him um, starting to kind of take more chances and he, he seems a little less confidence on the ball. Like He, he wants to move it very quick. Mm, mm. He wants to, you know... <laughs> I think it's a fucking hot potato. He just wants to move it on real quick, you know. It's a strength too, though, isn't it? Because he does keep the thing going, like. Yeah, no, he does. You know? But but when he has these passes in his locker, yeah, you want to see him. You want to see him use yeah. it. You know, yeah. he use all his best attributes. And yeah. when he can't get out wide, when he can bring the ball on 20, 30 yards, play one two and get wide, and when he has that delivery in, in his locker, yeah, you want to him at least. You, you want him to at least drag a man towards him. Yeah, and and, and open stuff up a little bit, and mm. and as you say, he's probably not doing that as much as he but did. The last problem season. when he does drag men onto him, that's when he starts getting a bit nervous. And, and <laughs> he plays, you know, them passes where they're difficult for the person that's receiving about their control. Yeah, because they're bobbling a bit. Yeah, because you can see there's a bit of shit on the ball. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's kind of like the sacco passes. Yeah, if they're yeah. impossible to control. You want to have a fairly decent touch, touch. you know, because yeah. you don't know what pace it's going to come in. Plus, you know? plus, Henderson was playing a lot of balls into Suarez last year where yeah. he was where just he killing just, the dead yeah. Dump, yeah. didn't matter you could smack it at yeah. his face he wasn't even killing it he was just turning <laughs> as the ball was coming towards him and taking it on with, with the, the next stride and yeah. bouncing yeah. off yeah, his yeah, shins yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck that guy he anyway. scored a nice goal at the, um, ah shut up uh, <laughs> talk, talk to me uh, Phil about, about uh, Lazar Markovic and having to go off and his, his uh, the decision the UEFA seem to have made today that he's I think it's looking like four games um, that he's going to be out for uh, for his red card for his red card for his little flick in the face in the Champions League final game that's only been else. dealt with now that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 they are quick yeah. off the mark in UEFA what the fuck how could you punish him more than well, well, well apparently apparently you can't appeal uh, unless it's a case of mistaken identity it's not a case of mistaken identity <laughs> it wasn't me it was Sacco <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so um, what, come here that's in the same Lazar Markovic to play before Christmas we're fairly sure it was the same Benny just, just, show the, just show the videos they, no, that isn't me. This is yeah. me here. That's that shit. Look, I, 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 I play, I'm a wing back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where that's from. He couldn't kick a ball. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about the weekend? Who Markovic? Yeah. Yeah, again, look, you know, he's he's doing well there. You know, he's grown into the team and he's doing well in that position. And you know, long may it continue. He gives us an outlet. I didn't. Again, a bit like the last game as well. I, I don't think they were his two best games, but you know, for a fella who's who's taken a while to get into the team. Come in, he's he's doing relatively well, and, and they are going. He's a young player as well, so he's going to have more peaks and troughs than say more seasoned players because they yeah. aren't used to pacing themselves. It's his first time in the league; he's not going to be used to pacing himself. <laughs> it's me after saying he's the reincarnation of Stuart Dowdham. But anyway, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, but to be fair, like his he wasn't taken off at halftime the other day because he was playing poorly. Yeah. It was because no, it, was to get it, was, it was a change in formation yeah. and and, and mm. tactics. So someone has to make way. Mm. So and and your obvious options there are either. Moreno or or Markovic in, in one of those wide positions. Yeah. So, but again, you yeah. know, he, he does he does he does the right things. He just we needed something different because they, they, uh, I don't think unless you've got Sterling um, up with with Sturridge, who's also an auxiliary forward as well as being one of the, the wide forwards beside him. I don't think Sturridge plays particularly well when he's when he's so isolated up front. No, to his credit, he still did very well in the first half. You know what mm. I mean? You know, mm. he should have had a penalty as well. That, 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 that there was a penalty all day long. But mm. 
at the same time I still think he looks a lot more dangerous when he has somebody else up alongside him and just gives him occupy another, yeah. another centre back so he can isolate a centre back he's and still go rusty one, one, as one, well one. Yeah. you know he's, he's only a couple of games back in it's but you're saying about Moreno I think Moreno in, in this little spell he's Again, has ups and downs, but his ups, his downs aren't as low as most of the other fullbacks that we've had in the club. Um, and there's no way you take him out because he gives us so much width and he gives us so much attack and threat. It's like you said last week, like you, you yeah. look around, <laughs> he's on the penalty spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the left wing back there? Yeah. And then the fellas break, and then you turn around and he's he's there beside you again. Yeah. His, pay, his, his recovery pace is fantastic. Yeah. He never and stamina. Can, yeah, you know, and he, he, he just goes and goes. So the, the two players that you offer so much. I, I know Markovic is the more attacking. But to his credit, he never gives up on, on getting back and covering and the whole lot. I, I, I think Markovic didn't have a particularly good game. I think we struggled down that side in the first half, as, as I've said, right? I think both him and Chan were off the pace compared to what they have been recently. But, you know, I don't think the, the substitution was a reflection on him, particularly, as, as, as Steve O said, it was more to change the system and try to give, give ourselves an, an, an auxiliary thread up front alongside Sturridge. And listen. It fucking worked like a dream. So many of our mm. substitutions through the course of the season hasn't worked at all, and the, that that substitution changes the, the comp- whole complexion of the game. Yeah, um, well, I suppose that, that that brings us on, Jim, to um, Adam Lallana, who's forced to kind of change his role a little bit. Um, kind of gratifying to see him, um, you know, pulling a bit of decent uh, form uh, together and, and and actually popping up with a goal every so often as well, or an assist. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that on um, that. He, 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 I believe that from what Rogers was saying afterwards, he'd kind of planned that free kick, but you've still got to, you know, you still got to pull it off. And he, he was sharp to what was going on. He ran in, he got, mm-hmm. he got the rebound, um, and he looks happy as well. There was, there's been times earlier on in the season when he, he hasn't looked happy, and he's probably one of those players who needs that, that feeling, you know, that feeling of being a little bit happier in his game. Um, I'm not really sure what his position is in the in this side. You know what what his ideal position is. I think there's probably a couple, and I think as time goes on, if we're playing with this kind of shape, that he, he you know he'll be tried in a few different ways. Um, what you want, though, I mean, he's he's an expensive player, but what you want is players who play whatever the foot and will do do the best. Um, and just going back to Markovic briefly, he reminds me of Paddy Berger in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, because Paddy Berger would be like. It'd be a player you want to have in your team, but you couldn't guarantee he'd play brilliantly every game. But when he did, you know what I mean? You, you yeah. made it with him. And I think there's a bit of that with Markovic. And maybe there's a little bit of that with Lalana. I mean, he's not the fastest, but he's determined, he's experienced. And, um, you know, he was, he was, as you say, it was just good to see him get a goal. Yeah, yeah, um, and he talked to me about the about the the, 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 the that end of the pitch. Now we, you know, the lads have t- touched on Danny Sturridge uh, briefly there, and let's just go straight to the introduction of Balotelli. I mean, I know uh, I've talked I've talked to you about this guy many times, and again, I'm coming back to you specifically. T- like, th- there's an impact there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, what I said about um, make uh, it's an easy place to play at the moment. So they get coming in and. Yeah. Um, people don't have an awful lot of bad things to say about Liverpool at the moment it's all praise so don't feel the need to blame someone so Balotelli isn't getting as much blame for his little bits and pieces but um, I'm not sure whether he's I don't think the fella's capable of <laughs> changing how he plays and making the decision to do to anything different I don't think he has the intelligence he would have done it before now mm. um, so but he does just seem to be, since his last couple of sub-appearances, he does seem to be doing the right things more. 
Um, is it because he doesn't feel he needs to be the the hero now? Because because we're kind of scoring goals for fun. We, we're scoring most games and mm-hmm. we're outscoring uh, pretty much everyone we play now. So I'm not too sure what it is that has him doing all the right things again. But I like it. Yeah. And if this was Balotelli at the start of the season, I'd be like saying, right, great. I mean, this is what we thought we were doing. Prove me wrong, yeah, fella. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still don't think he last at Liverpool, but. We've got fucking whatever it is amount of huge matches left now, including in the FA Cup and Europa League. He's going to have to play some part if we're to do anything, yeah. whether it's finish fourth, win the Europa, win the FA Cup. Mm. Balotelli's going to do something along the way. He's going to have to. And I mean, he's at least he's ahead of Lambert now in the pecking order. Like as mm. much as we slag off or I slag off Balotelli, Jesus Christ, like. Happy birthday, <laughs> Lambert today, sixty three. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's nearly at the pension. Now. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell! Like, but Balotelli, uh, that that free, like he, he is great at the set pieces, and you know all he has to do is beat the wall, and the keeper's in trouble. Yeah. Like he balloons them fucking balls straight down the neck, like the side of the foot, and the ball swerving all over the shop. Keepers can't really parry them any other way, or straight back out into goal. Mm. And Lallana is as cute as that, in on top of it. Uh, to be fair, you'd absolutely shit yourself if you'd be behind the goal for those free kicks as well, though, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be thinking to yourself, "This is either Spironi or me for here." <laughs> How long did the second here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in the upper stand. Yeah. But um, no, and it, it, the land there was read there on Twitter. Uh, um, he's got the most goals and assists ratio per minute now of all all the Liverpool players. Oh, aside from Sturridge, right. yeah, yeah. So there you go. I mean. It's, it's a contribution for when yeah, he's on the pitch. Pretty much all the signings now have have sort of have started had, had to kick a, in a bit of a say. Yeah. Except Kiki. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't even call him a signing. It was kind of just a make a wish. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, uh, but, uh, with the exception, I suppose, Lovren as well. Like he started to come in. I, I like this little bit of um, this little cameo there. There was uh, a lovely kind of cushioned sixty-yard pass. Do you remember that? Yeah, in fairness, it was lovely. And yeah. I mean, if there's anything that must have attracted Rogers to to Lovren, it's his passing ability. Yeah. So, like, thank God now all the signings We're starting to see are, are shown. Steve, just on Ballot to finish out with him, and um, we had a, we had a, uh, something in from Tim Johnson. He said, when you compare Ballot to Sturridge, uh, and people are, are going to do this, um, he reckons that he can see. Balotelli pressing more, um, and you know it's something that maybe he doesn't get credit for. Would you would you come in behind that, or would you be inclined to agree with that? Well, I, d- I don't know if that's down to the famous YouTube video that's being made now recently. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. but um, yeah. no, listen, I, you know I, when he against uh, Spurs the other night when he came on, he actually did a huge amount of work and he and he did his mm-hmm. best to close people down and 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 really get involved. At the weekend, I, I don't know if there's much of a difference between them. I think that's Rod- how Rogers likes. His, his forward players playing anyway I think mm-hmm. he wants them I think yet again that's another criticism of Lambert is that he doesn't have the ability and the stamina to, to do that for whatever uh, you know prolonged period of time um, but no like, like they're two very different players yeah. you know and both should be closing down whatever defensive units near them but um, I'm glad to see him back in the side in, in the sense that any player it doesn't matter how much we've slated them this season they if can contribute. If, but if they come in and yeah. they're doing well, then yeah. why wouldn't we be happy? Well, you know what I mean? I, I never want to see a Liverpool player 
playing poorly just to to you know you know verify our points that we've made on here. Mm. You know if that means I'm Johnson, that, yeah. you know if that means Johnson coming in and having a blinder for the rest of the season and Phil having a an aneurysm, then yeah. so be it. You know what I mean? That's, that's the way it is. Because you know? <laughs> uh, killing I, two birds with one stone, isn't it? Can I just say you know, I, I we haven't got to put the you know for for Balotelli. We, we've credited Mignolet with the with the mental strength of coming back. Balotelli still has a long way to go for redemption, if you know what I mean. I'd mm-hmm. say, and it still has a long way to go in in uh, Rogers' eyes for redemption as well. But to his credit, you know, he's come on the last two games, and uh, there is there is a thing about the pressing. He was running all over the pitch, closing mm. down players and everything mm. in the last two games, and it's something you haven't seen. Mm. For, you know, since since he came in, even in in the Spurs game, he's running in, he's winning the ball in the corner, and you know, the, you, the, and, and it's something that we hadn't put to him but it's interesting when they say well you know Sturridge doesn't Balotelli does more pressing than Sturridge when you score a goal a game you can basically take a dump on the pitch and, line it and roll around it if you want <laughs> right very true. once that you score a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically you can do whatever the hell you want if you're mm-hmm. going to guarantee your team yeah. a goal a game because mm-hmm. if you keep a clean sheet your team wins tell you what lads you know I'm press I'll just bang this one in the I'll just bang this one <laughs> in the and yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter and that's, yeah. that's what we get with storage 38 goals in 57 games I think it is now right? it's phenomenal yeah. And it's yeah. it's it's a phenomenal run rate, and you know all you want is him to keep that up because even uh, he does look a bit rusty. He there still that isn't real freedom of movement no. that, that, that that we're used to. You know when he glides past players and he and he's doing the, the, the equally magical things yeah. that Suarez used to do. Like that's the fucking brilliant news, though, isn't it? But look, yeah. he's done something yeah. every game. But this, yeah. this, this is it. Every, you know Henderson's ball to him is immaculate, right? Yeah. But as it drops. It's just it's a thunderbolt finish. Spiralli's never getting his legs yeah, closed, yeah, yeah. and it, you know he's he, he's putting it that close to the keeper's legs. That's because that's yeah. that's what good strikers always do, and yeah, that's why they seem to score so many nuts goals and goalkeepers from yeah. close range. Yeah. And you know the dance. A Moreno, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> they hinted a river dance going on. There was a bit of a Michael Flatley there. I was waiting for him to come dancing across. Yeah. It was just monumental because you see Sturridge going over to give the dance, and next minute Moreno appears out of nowhere. And like, wait for me, wait for me, yeah, wait for me, wait for me. <laughs> and it was like the perfect repasta, the two chickens in the in the first half, right? It was like, yes, this now this is a dance, this boys. A give give dance, this, yeah. this is body popping eighty style. Yeah. We're back on the go here, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, look, not to finish on a down note, but we should uh, acknowledge. Phil Coutinho's um, performance and some people may well say it's not down on maybe said he was wonderful but um, I was I I was wondering about the wisdom of playing Andy uh, Coutinho for 79 minutes when apparently he had been injured um, you know, and that was one of the reasons he was taken off in the last match, and so on. Yeah, what's what's your thinking around this? I couldn't believe it when I seen him starting because it's quite clear with him playing the last whatever 17 games or something mad like that. You know, like his last two performances before Palace were terrible, like, yeah. mm. you know, and you can make any excuse up in the world, you know, whether he was playing with Jared and he was occupying his space or whatever, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Everyone kicked the bollocks out of him. He's, his performance dipped and it's nothing more he needs than a break now. Yeah. And it's not going to come. It's strange that he didn't get it then, isn't yeah. it? Like in that I mean, game. yeah. I it's know. not going to happen until, until he, Sterling's back. Well, the problem is as well that he, you know, he couldn't play yeah. Ibe. Yeah, couldn't you know play what I mean. Ibe so even with Lallana, you could have dropped Lallana in where Coutinho was, but without Ibe and Sterling, yeah. you were leaving your you were you were leaving yourself with Balotelli starting, yeah, which gave cool. you which didn't give you the options off the bench. So I can I can kind of see where he came mm. from on it. Yeah, there was no, there was no one really to, to come in as such, but at the same time, yeah. it, for the, for the rest of the season, 
we're going to need Coutinho like yeah, can't afford to lose him Jim last word on that to you about the lads are saying we're going to need him and uh, like the games there when you when you think about it, the games that you know you can possibly drop him for our league games but he's not going to drop him for a league games yeah, is I, think he? I think the trouble is that we've got a manager who's not really up to speed with rotation the way that um, you might have like your classic European managers might be yeah. you know, knowing how you've got to kind of change the team slightly game to game to game so there's always a, a fresh 11 out there as much as possible he, he does like to stick with the same players if he can and I think that's going to cost us as the season goes on I mean if we do have a bit of a run in the Europa League we'll be carrying on with two goal, two games a week we've still got more FA Cup games to come um, I think he's got to be careful and I think you know Coutinho's been brilliant he's been a big part of this like revolution we've had this season from, from what it started out like from the bad side of things but yeah you've, you've got to um You've sometimes got to think long term as well, and playing him every game isn't going to do him any favours. I mean, Sterling got a holiday. You know, Sterling looked like he needed a rest. He got a holiday. He came mm. back a better player. Um, we just don't want to be in a situation where we're losing them. We've got, especially we have got certainly for league games. We've got other players there that can come in and we can shuffle things around and, and you know and, and make do without him. So we've got him for the bigger games. But whatever about um, him stepping out for a Europa League ties or, or you know hopefully the next FA Cup match, you know with with. Um Southampton and, and City coming up and then Burnley soon after that you, you don't want to make any of those really do you? That's it they're, they're the games you've got to save him for and I think yeah. you know, Rodgers maybe needs to sit down now and just think long term um, you know plan plan for the next five or six games in a row where he's going to use people Yeah yeah. Okay yes. Sounds like a good spot for us to wrap it up Okay right let's uh, take a look forward at the games to come and we've got a um Pretty difficult run Thursday, Sunday coming up. Um, Besiktas, then Southampton, Besiktas again, City, and then Burnley on the following Wednesday. Now, with that in mind and what we talked about in the review, obviously selection is going to be an issue. Um, what do we know, first of all, about this game on Thursday and, 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 and the opposition uh, that we could be facing? Turkish side Besiktas, Phil, I think you did a little bit of work on this, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Yeah, sure, yeah. I, I was watching the Turkish league for since Christmas. Throw us out some pearls of wisdom there, Phil. Uh, they play in the Atatürk Stadium. <laughs> Lovely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it'll be a nice little trip down memory lane when we go back across to play them again. But you know, the, the, the danger players for them. You, well, we, we've obviously got Demba Ba. We all know Demba Ba from know last Demba season. Ba, yes. <laughs> and we won't be forgetting him too quickly. But they've they a young fella. I think he's twenty three or twenty four. Gokam Torre. We were linked with him as far as I know. I think when Comley was at the club mm-hmm. um, and he ended up going to Ruben Kanzan instead and he's a sort of attacking midfielder right-sided forward um, and he's, he's, he's been good for him he's, I think he's played about 18 or 19 games he's scored about 9 goals for him this season mm. and he's, he's come up with a few assists as well so he's definitely one that we, should, we, we need to keep our eyes peeled for um, and then there's another guy he's their number 10 Olchoy Sahan um, used to play in Germany as well mm. Um, and is is is, is basically their, their their sort of a playmaker that goes on as well. So you know, the, the, I don't know much about them because, like I'll joke aside, I haven't watched any games of Besiktas playing. But you know, some of the players that have played in the Bundesliga, I, I would have seen. But for a side that's top of their league, when they currently are by yeah. a point. Um, Listen, they've they've only lost one in their last five, which yeah. is the last game. But the, the big thing is they've lost their goalkeeper going into this match. Hmm. Although this is classic Liverpool, so they, yeah, they, yeah. they the heroic goalkeeping oh, display yeah, from the forty-seven-year-old yeah. one-legged keeper that they <laughs> had to pull coach. out of a bush, <laughs> yeah. who's been trapped in the Atatürk Stadium. <laughs> yeah, answering the phones there. Yeah. He was only signed with fucking registration forms yeah. four hours before kickoff. 
<laughs> but you know, it's 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 definitely one that we want. You know, listen. For me, the Europa League is is a, is a way into the Champions League. And if, if if you've got a route into the Champions League, given that we have to get past three teams to finish top four yep. um, in our own league, and you know three very strong teams, there's a there's a realistic chance of winning winning the Europa League here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to take. I think we have to treat this very seriously because any route into into the Champions League shouldn't be ignored and shouldn't be treated lightly. And we shouldn't be going out to you know just make up the numbers. And if we get through, great. If we don't, we should be focusing on this competition. And also, I know we can't win the Champions League, but if we can't win the Champions League. What what better way to sign off Stephen Gerrard's career? It's it's not 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 for me. Is is it a trip to Wembley? It's winning a European trophy because that's that's that's, that's path, that has yeah. symbolised his time at, at Liverpool, winning the, the the UEFA Cup, winning the Champions League. They they stand out. They're, they're European trophies, and you know it's not it's not the UEFA Cup of old, but it still holds a significance. And if if it gets us into the Champions League, and Gerrard gets to sign off in his last European game, lifting a European trophy, there, for me, there's no better way for him to sign off as captain of the club. Yeah, Jim brought that out a bit for us. Um, that thing that I kind of started off with, with that run of fixtures that we have, and talk to me about um, prioritisation it's something we've spoken about an awful lot lately when it comes to selection um, how, how do you see that working I mean uh, earlier on you were saying he's, you know, it's not maybe a, a strength of, of the managers the, the, the rotation aspect of things like, what's going to happen here with, with the Thursday Sunday run I think he's got I think he's got enough place to, to change things around a little bit the way I was speaking about I mean you don't want to mess about what we said really with the battery in terms of fitness at least, but there is that bit of an option that you could bring Lovren if needed. Priority wise, I think I think you've got to take each game as it comes. You've got to you've got to spread your players out and you want to keep winning. I don't think you want to one of the downsides to kind of playing a weakened team for a game like a Europa League game is that it can kind of take away that momentum that you that you're building up. And we you know we had a good win on Saturday. Another good win against Shitsis at home, sets us up for the second leg, gets us ready for Southampton. We're on a bit of a roll. So I mean, priority-wise, it's, it's to me, it's not about making big games stand out as much as just keeping keeping it smoothly ticking over. Um, you know, so it's easy saying that, of course, that if you go and um, have a player lost for the bigger game, but you know, we, we've we've got a big enough squad. They've all played games recently, and I think you know we we can treat every game almost equally. Um, and the Europa League, you know, that's that's silverware. We need some more of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, look. Not to confuse the issue, Andy, but just to clarify something, because the draws just happened tonight. Um, we are in the next round of the FA Cup, mm. and that is a consideration. It's one more game anyway against yeah. Blackburn at home. Yeah. Do we have the date of that, fellas? The next one. The next one. I'll tell you now. Anyway, the point is, um, to go back to a point Phil is making there, um, and a point that was made last week, Do you is, is which is the priority for you? Between Europa and uh, FA Cup? Yeah. <coughs> Again, like Jim was saying, you can't prioritise. You have to take each game as it comes and reprioritise as as it goes on. Okay. The FA Cup, like, there's not many games left to play in it mm. if we want to win it. Arsenal and United are going out. Yeah. You know, we should be able to be Blackburn by rotating, by resting whoever needs to be rested at the time. Yeah. You know, if Balotelli's playing well, let Storage have a rest. Right. If I, our live can't play, but you know, if you if you have a fit squad. Give Coutinho that rest. So take it as it comes. I don't know who if we be Besiktas who we get next, hmm. but it could be a weaker team. Rest then, you know what I mean. We if we if we get a decent win, if we win three or four win, four it. nil this on Thursday, it. yeah, then go over there and rest. Yeah. So it's you're kind of <coughs> like it's reprioritized. It's very very difficult to answer that now. We could be in a fucking really 
position where we can't rest anyone yeah. as it comes. And that's happened constantly with Rogers. <clears throat> Most of his resting and rotating has kind of been forced, with the exception of Sterling when he sent them off on holiday. But like, let's hope that you've, you have a, a 15 now that are 16 that are involved for the rest of the season who you can trust yeah, bring yeah. in and out. Yeah, I respect you know what I mean? And Torre is back from them yokes now. Yeah. So. From them yokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them yokes. Then he won. The nil all cup. Yeah. Oh, man. So, you can trust that fella, especially in a tree. Yeah. Again, like, you yeah. wouldn't fucking put him in two. Yeah. But you can trust him in a tree. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, is that going to be um, very much uh, uh, what's going to happen? The, the, the three lads have said now, basically, you, you assess per game. Yeah, but for me, I think Europa has to be a... Like, there's probably only two teams in the the last 32 that I think are at the same sort of level, maybe three, the same sort of level as us. And and that would be Roma, um, Spurs and Wolfsburg. Yeah. They'd, they'd be the three that I would see. At the, yeah, they are. And as are Roma, you know what I mean? Mm. You can't knock them. They've, they've quality right throughout their side and, and, and they're very well set up. Um, they're the three that I would see. And, and you have to give Spurs their, their due. Like, we are where we are in the league and, and they are where they are. And so they're probably on a near enough par to us. Mm. Um, so, so they're probably the three that I would say you know are, are real danger teams. Other than that, you should be looking at anybody else you get, regardless of what round we're in, and thinking... We're better than these. The, hey, these are we're the favourites here. Here's yeah. one for you, right? <clears throat> Bitter romanticism. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Yeah. Right. Go on. What have you done with Phil? Yeah. Liverpool versus Everton, Europa Cup final. Stephen Gerrard's last game. That would be yeah. amazing. Liverpool yeah. versus anyone. Europa last game Cup he final against everything was shy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought that was. Does that mean he starts? Well, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. Do you know what I mean? That can still happen. That can still happen. Bit yeah, of romance. Yeah, but where's the final on? Um, Gdansk is it? The what? Doesn't matter. It's not his birthday. The other one of those jokes. Um, <laughs> but no. In fairness, right? The, the one thing about the Europa League that you can do on that is that you can actually afford to lose a tournament. Mm. Yes. You know, whereas you can't afford to lose an FA Cup match, and given the given the given the final given the, the run of games we have to do go on to get Champions League in the league, we also have to um, win nearly every single league game. So the Europa League is the only one. If we go out and get a really good win on tours a night, as Andy said, three four nil, you know, get get a good head of steam up, we can go over there play a second string eleven. Yeah. And once we don't have a, a massive collapse, but you still don't have the players on the bench if you need to come on and shore it up, right? You can actually say, well, I can take a 1-0 or a 2-1 defeat over there. And, and you know, if, yeah. that, if that breaks your run, it makes no difference because you've won it, come out your toy, and you go straight back in. And yeah. you're, you're still into the next round and confidence is still really high. Mm. Whereas if you lose your FA Cup game, you're out of the FA Cup. If you lose a league game, it feels like... You're out of the race. You're out of the race for fourth. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the seventh of March is the is the date for the next for FA the Cup. FA Cup game. And okay. Warsaw is where the final of the. It's close. Gdansk. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, um, good research. Good, good, good Google. <laughs> okay, right. Well, look. We can make this a bit like 2001, one cup shot, but the way 2001 worked out, winning the treble, where every game felt like a cup final. Yeah, yeah. Spend the season like mm. that. Sometimes, Jim, you can just build up that head of steam, and and players yeah, yeah. that would have normally felt tired just push on. It's you know, we That's we it. we did that last 13, 14 games, whatever it was, in, at the end of last season with what fourteen players. It was a better squad this time. Oh, absolutely, but I'm saying we did that with fourteen players, mm. and you were saying this has to. But they, they all believe. Even if they were carrying knocks, they wanted to be out there starting that match. It didn't matter, you know what I mean. So, I think I think push as far as you can with all the tournaments and 
yeah. see what happens. See what happens. See what you end up with at the end. Well, okay. Well, uh, can we can we just focus a little bit on the Southampton match then? Um, seeing as we haven't given it too much uh, attention, um, it is as you said, Phil. If we won't have any chance here, uh, our, our easiest route possibly to the Champions League is to do well in the league, and you know we can't afford to lose this one, Steve-O, um would you happen to have any information about Southampton? How they <laughs> well, been now that you say it, Trev, <laughs> I may have one or two little things. Oh, oh excellent! Um, so I was doing a little bit of looking into it today. Um, in their last seven home games, they've only won twice. They've uh, two draws and three losses. Their two wins were against Everton and Arsenal. Um, had two draws against Chelsea and West Ham and three losses against Man City, Man United and Swansea. So, to be fair to them, the last seven home games, they've come up against some some decent teams there. Mm-hmm. You know, some very good teams there, in fact. Um, I was looking at sort of what way they've been winning games as well this season because I had a feeling in my head they've, you know, they have been very strong defensively. So, they've won six games 1-0. Um, they've won two games 2-1, two, uh, two games 2-0, one game 3-0, one game 3-1. A game four nil and the game eight nil. Right, the eight nil was against Sunderland, so that doesn't count. <laughs> so you know, like, so, but other than that, no. To be to be fair to them, th- th- but what I've what I've looked at is the fact that they they've tried to shut teams out, and that's going to be very very difficult against us. They're not scoring goals at the moment. They've scored six goals in their last six games, and Pele is their top goal scorer with twelve, and he hasn't scored any in those last six games. Mm. They've been from midfielders. So, um, is he? Yeah. He's still playing though. He's played. I was checking it there today. I thought to myself, oh, maybe he's been out. He hasn't. He's playing on average. I think he's only. I think he's only missed a half an hour of football, uh, maybe forty minutes of football this season for them in the league. Mm. Um, and anything I'm saying here are all league. They're not cup games. They're all league games that I'm talking about here. So, um, Man, uh, Mane has two. Tadic has two, and Elia has two mm. in their last six games. Mm. So you know this. This is why I was saying earlier on about Chan going into centre midfield. Pele hasn't been a threat, and I think our back three can easily manage that. What we need to be careful about is is what's going to come. In for, what I think they're playing Stephen Davies and and oh. Wanyama at the minute in that sort of two holding positions, and then they have Ward. Um, Ward Prowse. I always go to call him Ward Primrose for some reason. I don't know why, but Ward, know why Ward, Prow- Ward Prowse. <laughs> I think they're doing it between Ward Prowse, between Mane, between Elia and Tadic. Mm. I think they're the oh. four that are interchanging those three positions. So that's that's where you know stats say it, but even just looking at them, that seems to be where I think we could struggle, and that's where I think uh, Joe Allen, Jordan Henderson, two in there might be under a bit of pressure whereas if you have Chan in front of that back three I think the fact that he's been playing in that position as well he maybe understands what's needed behind him a little bit more yeah. and that's where I'd, I'd like to see take him take Chan out of any direct confrontations with um, Graziano Pelle because the handsome amateur will probably break <laughs> to be fair um, what, what's, what's, what's your take on, on, on Southampton Andy are they you know Elias as, as Steve yeah. says a great like a really effective signing they just they play really good football and yeah, just a, I remember years ago we were linked with him. Yeah, and he's come in there and scored a couple on his debut, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but um, like Steve says, my fear as well will be getting smothered in the field, similar to to we were at times mm-hmm. during uh, the Spurs game, completely outnumbered. Yeah. With Jared and Henderson there, who found themselves up against three and four players at times, because like we're playing three at the back, so we're sacrificing a player, and then we've got these wing backs who are quite redundant. Unless a team plays wide, yeah, because they're picking up these fullbacks, you know, who are aren't even getting involved in the attacking, 
Uh, so you've a lot of players going through the middle. So that's what Southampton are, are all about. So you know they're gonna they're gonna they could hurt us through the middle. So, so it's but, gonna be as, as Steve was saying, it's gonna be similar to the Spurs game. You reckon in terms of yeah, yeah. but I don't think at the moment they have the quality that Spurs have. Yeah. So I think we've we've dealt with it quite recently. So let's hope that we can deal with it again yeah. as effective. The one, the one thing is they haven't scored a single goal on the counter attack this season. So their their goals from open play, they're scoring their goals from open play as well. I think they've, I think they've four from set pieces uh, and a four from OGs, and the rest have been from open play. Yeah. So y- you have to take from that, and I didn't go, but I'm not going to pretend to be some sort of statistical whiz or anything like that. I just took that from different different places that I could find today, just to have a bit of info. Um, but you'd have to think that they are not adopting a direct pro- approach, but you know what I mean. We've only scored two goals on the counter attack this season, actually, mm. and now that has to be down to the fact that we've lacked Daniel Sturridge. Because so much of what we did last season was the pace we had up front and the ability to have that to finish, one, that yeah. w- that one touch, you know, get it out from under your feet and, and get that ball forward so quickly. Um, it's also because we have a lot of possession as well. To be yeah, fair. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And we we the start of the season we changed our style of play. We went back to that first year's first year of Rogers pass, 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 rather than get get into their half as quickly as possible mm-hmm. and put them under pressure. I think that's what we'll be able to damage them with this season, uh, on on the weekend on Sunday. Mm. I think the ability for us to pin back the likes of Klein or whoever it might be in the fullback positions because they'll have to worry about what we have up top yeah. um, and that might just give us that you know if we yeah. stretch if we can stretch them out if we go with that three again with Sturridge I don't Sterling won't be back will he I don't think th- there's there any talk about him being ready as such yeah I don't, I don't know but uh, but but that's 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 how I see it panning out at the they moment have a, they have a bit of an issue at left back now with Bertrand suspended and then the fella who came in from tar- uh, target got injured Yeah. so I don't know who's going to play left full for them but whoever it is, you know, Koeman has been renowned for having them so well defensively organised. Yeah, so I, th- I think Ibe has to go into that side. Uh, Jim, yeah. what, what's what, what's your what's your uh, take on Southampton? I mean, what 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 do you see us having to worry about? And and what do you think about this idea that we you know just go and play our own game and we we might hopefully have um, that little bit extra? I think play our own game for definite because we played our own game pretty well recently. Yeah, you know that for starters. Um, Capitalise on the fact that Cooman's just one manager of the month, and that's usually a bit of a bonus yeah. thing. Isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, and I think also, I mean, the, the incentive of this as well is that you win this, you're a point behind them, you know. And they were the yeah. team that kind of had our top four place. You know, early on in the season, they they take they took our top four place off us basically. <laughs> and I think you know when you look at the top four, you don't expect them to be in it at the end of it, and they the the, the, the team we can. We can take out of there if we're going to get into into that sort of four at the end of the season, yeah. um, you know. And looking at the results lately, you know they're not. Even though it's one manager of the month, there's still still signs. I mean, they went out the FA Cup to Palace, you know. So I, I just think we, we've got to not be frightened of them. One thing Cummins actually said is that Southampton is starting to scare the big teams. Well, you know, we've not got to be frightened. Be ourselves, and you know, and turn it around the other way. And wh- wh- how do you how do you see us shaping up? Um, uh, do you see any, 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 any changes, or pretty much the same as? To me, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of it will depend on what happens on Thursday, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I just get the feeling Rodgers will try and keep more or less with the same the same team as much as possible. Obviously, if available, he'll have storage up front. He'll have the same back three. Um, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, maybe Coutinho's going to get his rest on Thursday and he'll be back in. Yeah, um, but I, I just think it'll be it'll be the same kind of formation we've had all the recent games. Um, but you know, perhaps not starting with Balotelli and Sturridge at the beginning. Um, but that's another one that, that will be interesting to see how that goes because I do think 
as was mentioned earlier, Balotelli does um, give Sturridge more room because he does distract some of the central defenders a little bit and takes a bit of attention away. And I think the two of them together are actually going to be good for each other. Whether we'll see or not is another matter. Phil, what about that? the possibility of seeing them as a two? And, and what about the stuff that uh, Andy and, and Steve were touched on earlier on about being overrun in the middle? For me, the the key to this is is how we control Wanyama. Mm-hmm. He's he's battered us most times we've played him. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, and if ever there was an argument for putting Chan into the centre of the park, it's he just doesn't get dominated. You know, it, it, it would be like two aircraft carriers going into a game of chicken as they head lifelong towards each other into the ball. Because seriously, they're just two monsters. I'd I'd, I'd love to see that go see the two of them go up against each other in midfield. Mm-hmm. I think Wanyama can dominate Allen and I think he can dominate Henderson as well. And that's mm. that's not taken away from what Henderson does. I just think I think he will dominate. Yeah, he, he yeah. he's a he's a phenomenal player. Um, I don't think Schneiderlin is back for him now. If they had Wanyama and Schneiderlin and Davis, which which tends to be their their starting three in midfield, you'd be nervous. But that, given he's not there, if we have Chan and Henderson in the middle of the, of that, and we could get, I don't know, like I I, I would potentially look at a, at a change in formation. I know people wouldn't be up for it, right? But I I would love us to try that thing I was talking about last week where you start with Sacco and, and Skirtle nominally as right and left centre back and you have Chan sort of at, at the base of the diamond but we can drop into a three at the back system if needs be but Chan, Chan has a, has a licence then to go into centre midfield um, and become a third man in midfield so we don't get dominated in midfield and so that we can go you can put Allen on to go and, and just beaver away at Wanyama so he never gets comfortable on the ball and you've got Henderson as well there um, and their fullbacks can still get on because like they're going they play quite narrow because they've got you know three in midfield and they've three up top generally in, in, mm. in terms of what's there so i just think that, that we 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 can, we shouldn't look to to lose our width the way that we've been playing because and look to play down down their size and as Fandy's right and their full their left folds are out with either Ivan Markovic tearing down the right hand side you know that would be that that's really where you want to want to test them out because mm. um, the centre of the defence is good you know your man Font um, who who plays centre back for them is, is a very capable good strong yeah, captain isn't yeah. he that's he no, he he's been he's back now for them. I think he played the last game, um, and then Klein is an excellent right is an excellent right forward. The the, the Klein Moreno battle is going to be fascinating down that side. Yeah, because both of them are flyers. Mm. Both of them want to get on an attack. Neither of them want to fucking no, be, want be to in their position. No. Yeah. <laughs> both of them could spend more time in the penalty yeah. spot than <laughs> having, having a chat together. I fucking hate being a fullback. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to do dancing. Yeah. Yeah. But so you know, it's it's it's. But we have to win. It's 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 back to like the last league game. It's a must win. Mm. Can't accept anything else. As Jim said, win. We go within a point. Yeah, proper them, progress. Right? It's yeah. proper progress. Yeah. If there's a slip up anywhere else, we will jump somebody. Yeah. Right, and and that's yeah. what we have to Which know. We, need to we see have happen, to get yeah. past teams every time we win. Every time we think to ourselves, yeah, you know, that's another step, and we're in with a chance. We're still in the same position in the league. So now is a chance to really start making a count because we win this one, we go into the city game. And yeah. you know the city game is at the, is, is a no win situation. You go in and you take a point out of the city game. You'd say, all right, fair enough. If you beat City, you feel like fucking yeah, come on, mm. there, there, there's something here for us. But it's only it, it's only that way if we go and beat Southampton. If we draw against Southampton and Spurs and and, and Arsenal win or United win as well, then just you, they they feel like they're getting away from us like again. And it's you know it's 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 a bit heartbreaking looking at that happen. Yeah. So Spurs are probably the only one, even though they're at home. They're at home to West Ham this weekend. I think. 
think yeah. um, Arsenal have uh, I think I think West Ham have blown their load I think they're, they're gone yeah no so do I but you know what there's still a team that yeah. on their day can just piss somebody off yeah. and, and, and dig in like, but, like they did down to 10 men you know what I mean I, 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 I probably think slightly differently I think, I think Brendan for right or for wrong will rotate against Besiktas because I don't think he has the Europa League high in his priorities, right? I think, yeah. he, I think he's focused yeah. on the FA Cup for, as as opposed to the Europa League. Um, I would personally be the other way around, but anyway, that, that, yeah. that, that's that's me. But um, Tom, I was listening to Phil Thompson. He said as well this morning that yeah. he thought that Europa was third after the FA Cup. Yeah, and I think like, again because it gets you into the Champions. It's the whole thing gets you into the Champions. League. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, he'd probably. I'd like if, if he's going that way, you'd probably see Lovren and Torre come back into the back three against Besiktas. You know and. and as the lad said, there's a bit of rehabilitation going on. You should put him in, um, and if he does well, then maybe you're freeing Chan up to go into the centre midfield against Southampton, and that that could be a positive that comes out of the game. You know what I mean? If he goes in and does mm. well, sure, then then it, then it just just frees us to give us that bit of physicality in midfield, or mm. we do a slight adjustment on the on the on the shape, and we see Chan playing as a, as 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 a free sort an of auxiliary libero sweeper front <laughs> playing centre <laughs> aircraft carrier, aircraft carrier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Look, let's uh, let's tidy this up by getting some predictions. Um, <clears throat> so we'll start with the um, the European tie first. Um, Jim, how do you see that one going? Oh, I'll be confident. I'll say 3-0 to Liverpool. Very nice. Andy, how do you see that one going? Yeah, go? just going to say 3-0. 3-0. Oh, Jesus. I think 1-0. 1-0. Yeah, I think there's got, like Phil said there, I think there's actually going to be a, a few changes. I don't think it's uh, it's as high on Rogers' priority list as I wish it was. Yeah, uh, I think there'll be, there'll be a few changes and, and I, think, I think it could be one of those ones where Basictus coming... Do, do a Basel or you know whatever and, and, and surprise people or even a, a Ludogorets and, and, and surprise people as to yeah. how, how technically good they are yeah um, well look you can't ignore the fact that they are where they are in their mm. league they're, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're leading it they demand respect they demand respect and if they put out a strong side we could be I, I think it'll be very tight as well I, I, if, if we win it'll be 1-0 I, I, I'm, I'm gone for a fill Liverpool don't do things simply, right? So we're going to concede an away goal. We'll probably win two or three one. I think Ibe is going to fucking light up the pitch mm. on tours. Now. I, think, I think he's really going to. I think he's a bit like a Sterling explosion performance. I think Ibe is going to explode in this game. They won't. They won't have seen much of him, right? They might have seen tapes of him playing for Derby or something. But I think he is just going to relish being on the European stage and and taking an opportunity to get himself onto that team sheet for the Southampton game. Yeah. So you, th- you think we can see, but we win. I think we can see, but we win. Okay. Just to, just to make sure that the, that the toy isn't dead or buried going. To, oh, yeah. going it's going great for someone like Ibe though, isn't it? Like two two months ago, he's driving down to a, a you know a championship level ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's there wondering has he got a future at Liverpool? And I think he knew know, had a future. I, I know, but you know what I mean by that. Like anything can happen. You yeah. know, he could have a terrible loan spell and shit just goes wrong for yeah. him. Cool. And now he's now he's heading yeah. you know to a match on Thursday night. Probably expecting to start. He is, yeah. Disappointed if he's place. not getting a start yeah. on Thursday, <laughs> yeah. which is great. It's great. Uh, right, second game then is the Southampton match. Jim, back to you again. How do you see that one going? I think that's going to be a bit tighter, but um, I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 to Liverpool. I think we can win it, but I don't think we'll have a clean sheet. I think it'll be 2-1. 2-1, OK, Andy. James, stop robbing me scars, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Same rationale as James just had. 2 1, I'm absolutely certain of that, actually. You're absolutely certain yeah. of that. Excellent. Yeah. I like that. He's just laid 500 quid in the car. Liverpool 3 1 win for me. 3 1 win. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just feel this. Uh, it's it's just me being a romantic, but this is the game. Not even the Spurs match. This is the game whereby we actually put a marker down for the fact that fuck everyone around us. We're yeah. we're coming for our top four spot. 
and we're taking it back. Class. Well, your your three one last year's my two one this year, so I'm sticking with that. Okay, Phil. I'm nervous. I think it's a one all draw. A one all draw. Yeah, I just think it's a one all draw. I think they're they're strong at home, strong defensively, and even with storage, and I think they, you know. Stats show how the teams struggle to win games after a Europa League game, and I think we might struggle. On, on no, no, that, that all makes perfect sense. I'm just mm. being romantic. Good <laughs> <laughs> you your yours, Yeah, yours is steeped in logic. <laughs> <laughs> this is, that's just, just so wrong, isn't it? Uh, right, that's it. Thanks very much, Jim. Appreciate that. I am Lou Schwari. You are listening to Trippers Chat. <laughs> <laughs> With Trev. <laughs> <laughs> Right, first one's from Paul Murray. Paul's wondering if it had to be one of winter, autumn, spring, or summer for the rest of time, which would you choose? Now, is there no? I take it there's no e, um, environmental impact. So, like, you're not going to just turn into a massive desert if you have fucking summer all the time. No, I, I think you you, you, you can live in the splendor yeah. summer. You, you can. I don't think it would ever turn into a desert in Ireland if we had our summers all the time. Anyway, <laughs> no, really. so actually, you're just saying a little bit of sunshine and mostly rain, then? Well, yeah. Basically, yeah. If, if you're in Ireland, they're all the same. It just means longer yeah. days. One, one, one has longer days and yeah. one has short days. <laughs> yeah. One is, is it, slightly colder. Yeah. Is it long winter or is it short winter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, is for, it the rainy bit now or is it the rainy bit <laughs> for me it's, summer you know I, it? I really like winter the, the, the two in between are kind of, <laughs> you know, only kind of get, I do like winter I like you know getting the fire on and fucking no, being in the gaff and looking out <laughs> and pissing <laughs> the yeah. only good thing about winter is Christmas I love Christmas as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But but Would you still get Christmas if it was summer all the time. No. Nah. Well, you do because yeah, yeah, you could be get in Australia. Yeah. Get get winter. You can have no, a lot of Christmas. I understand even. that Australia <laughs> is on the southern hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> I am aware of the hemispheres. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the question. It's going to be different. Is it just going to be like the same? I think it's a season. Well, you can just make up a different thing if instead of Christmas, call it the festival of the goose or something like that, and you get presents, and it's the same. Yeah. Andy Day. Yeah, summer. You go summer. Is that a clean sweep for summer? Absolutely. How would you want to be cold? (laughs) I don't know. Wet and horrible. There's nothing nicer than coming home with eating cold beers in the fridge. Yeah, stick the barbecue on. Chill out the back in the sunshine. Yeah, but again, what <laughs> summer are you talking yeah. about? That's an Irish There's summer. like coming home in the summer, you know. <laughs> you stick on your barbecue, get your umbrella. There's nothing happening like coming home and going, it's very dark, isn't it? It's a bit cold. <laughs> stick the heating on. <laughs> no. right, it's next, August. Next one is from Chris. Chris is wondering, what is your favourite non-sport leisure activity? I think he said not wanking as well. I think that was kind of <laughs> well, no, he said not sitting around fucking off. I don't know what quite, quite what that means, but I, I, I'm not sure. Non-sport. Non-sport leisure activity. So what do you do to... I think cooking. Really? Mm. Yeah, you enjoy that? I genuinely enjoy yeah. cooking, yeah, yeah. And then there's a bit of end product that you can check yeah. out. So that's quality. Yeah, yeah. Cooking for Actually you. eating, but it's not sport. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, it's it a, is competitive. There is competitive eating. Leisure activity. So. Yeah, but see, there is competitive eating, so that could be classed as a sport. I'd never try that. That's just disgusting stuff, isn't it? Oh, I've, I've, yeah, I watched some programs on it. Like, the, the, you see these little skinny bitches. Oh, I and love it. Like, I love my grub. So I'm thinking, how did she manage to fucking eat 15 burgers there? You know, <laughs> But it's actually what they do is they chug... 
like massive quantities like two and three litres of water they force it into themselves nearly like what you do to make fucking foie gras or a goose like you're 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 you're, you're pushing into the you're pushing into the bottle to chug the water the down goose? against your system and it actually uh, helps to expand your stomach yeah yeah it's horrendous like what they actually do to make themselves capable of doing the competitive eating is fucking horrible so not competitive eating for you no. Andy any suggestions for you not non-sport leisure activity well you know the way people argue over whether golf is a sport because it's you yeah, know it's kind of like a hobby you walk it's in a game yeah yeah. well I consider it a sport but yeah. for all the people who don't consider it a sport and it's it's an easy one you know head out there into the foot onto the course yeah. could be anywhere in the world yeah. you know what I mean that's just that's, that's, the one that's where yeah. is it not, is not reading a book in a pub do you not like that what <laughs> tragic <laughs> <laughs> loser that's a sh- book wankers that's a three hour pint of Guinness <laughs> yeah, yeah. Book. I'm sipping my Guinness here look at fuck off yeah reading <laughs> reading wankers <laughs> Phil um, do that behind closed doors driving because I like changing gears driving is a sport you like changing gears driving is a sport no it's only if, if, if you're doing rallying mm. look if you're just driving around you just I like driving around I like driving around well then I changed my mind to driving yeah I like it myself sorry I was trying to do be like was, no, but you, you drive competitively <laughs> You, you drive like yeah, a but sport. the other drivers don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he wins all yeah. the time. <laughs> Getting off the lights ahead of the granny beside me, yeah. going fuck you. Yeah. The best ad ever was for the for driving the insurance. No nonsense. Yeah. You big ham! I'm 21 today, you big ham! Big, big! Yeah, laugh at the coaches. Yeah, laugh at the coaches. It's very easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, What's your favourite thing? My favourite thing to do. That's not the sport. Reading. Reading? Yeah. In a pub? Book wine. Book wine. The look of consternation from Andy. It's all I'm not in a pub. Is it not writing? No, yeah, it, 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 what about hosting right. podcasts? No, I fucking hate that. <laughs> <laughs> right, Daniel Purcell's wondering which four members of the current Liverpool squad will make the best bobsleigh team. Now I don't know what the, what, what makes a good bobsleigh. You know, I meant to actually check today what the parameters of a good bobsleigh team. I, I, was. You, I, you probably need good gluteal muscles, I'd imagine, so you can push off. Well, I'll go with the Scandinavians. Well, then Raheem so, Sterling's going to be in it because well, yeah. he's got some hole on him. <laughs> he does have a the Jamaican size. as well. Yeah. No, the Germans are good at bobsleigh, so... Hey, Jamaica. So, Emery. Emery. Emery's in there. So, Emery and Raheem. And generally, they're, they're big lads, because, you know, our bobsleigh team have the lads... Oh, Colo, because I'd love to see him come around that bend with that big smile on his face. And Colo, Colo, Colo says, Colo. relax. Yeah. And he has got a tremendous yeah, he's big, got a tremendous hoop on him. So, well. Colo, so Emery... Crack a bobsleigh, is, is there a steer? Like, is he, yeah, 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 front man steering. There's, there's, there's um, two strings. Yeah. Yeah. So, who steers it? The fella at the front, the front Coutinho Sterling pulling the strings then. Oh yeah, very good. Oh, oh, that's that's nice. And then you know the way there's one. Did they all run together bag. at the start or there's one wanker? Mignolet. <laughs> Min- no, they all, they all, they all, they all run they and, all and run. then one by one they, they get jump in. in. So the fella who's last to get in, giving the, the, the final push. Gives it the final push. End, you know, at the end of the game. Yeah, who's that? It has to be Chan. All right, next one is uh, Nick Wall and Nick's wondering if you could be any human from any point in time for one day. What would be the first thing you'd do? He says, as Emery Chan, because he's making the assumption you. That's the joke, Trev. You read yeah. that? Oh, totally no, 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 no. It's just, I, I, just pox, I didn't it? read it wrong. <laughs> I read it the way I want to fucking read it because I read <laughs> books. It's, it's really <laughs> question. Book is, what would you do as Emery Chan? Yeah, I know. But he wanted to make it jokey. 
Yeah, I know, I know, but I want to ask you a question about what you would do. You could be. Come on, the Listen, has to be back. I read books. Make it and lack a yeah. sense of humour. So, so I am going to be. I read my as book like this, <laughs> as I possibly can. Make the most funniest of books sound shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny book. Insert laughter here. <laughs> it's a good. It's it's a good impression by both of you. Can you imagine yeah. Trev doing stand up? <laughs> oh no! Yeah. I'm telling this joke the way I want to tell it. And if you don't think it's so, funny, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. yeah, actually, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. We finish with our weekly shout for Astro Park. But book your pitch time here at astropark.ie. And we want to mention we are Liverpool, um, really excellent fanzine. You can still buy copies of the last edition uh, at weareliverpoolfanzine.com and there's a new one about to come out. Your day trippers tonight were Jim Boardman, Stephen Daly, Andy Young, Phil Casey and myself, Trev Downey. All right. So we're playing them in the Azatork? Apparently. Apparently, yeah. That's what you said. Isn't that lovely? That is nice, yeah. I don't know when I ring them. I have their number when I ring them Hang put on. them on speaker what are you doing <laughs> ringing them <laughs> yes this is a brilliant we're just, moment we're just, we're just ringing yeah. the hands Yeah, it just said Liverpool. It's like a Bora. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> they put you back on hold. Hello, my sister. <laughs> Hello? I mean, what time is it over there at the moment? It's <laughs> <laughs> only an hour. It's only quarter past twelve. <laughs> I think it's outside office hours oh. anyway. <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Jim, it's not normally this mental, but it fucking is every week. <laughs> Sorry for this, Jim. We're ringing the Atherton Stadium. I have their number. Will they ring them? <laughs> <laughs> the, sta- the stadium will talk to us. <laughs> Are you the stadium? Yes. <laughs> hello, hello, ticket office. <laughs> <laughs> hello, ticket office. you guys? Hello. <laughs> what were you going to ask them? What, what were you going to ask? Where Liverpool playing down Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> Just want to get the inside view. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, Amory, she's a champion. <laughs> <laughs> she's a champion of road safety. She got an award because she's a champ, the champion of road safety. Yeah, so we've been watching the speed and then they bring in the speed thermometer in the air. <laughs> what are you fucking at? Oh, you waved me in for you, cunt. We're doing the fucking admin as usual. <laughs> First, you fucking mad sausage. I thought you were just having a bit of crack with the music, for fuck's sake. I was just talking about We Are Liverpool fanzine to you. All right, all right, all right. <coughs> so, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. 
turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.